the following thinly disguised promotional message for the 9pm edict contains political warning and strong language, and it starts now. Happy days in New South Wales, eh? Our sexy, sexy new Premier, Dominic Francis Perrottet, just 39 years old and such a punchable fucking face, the cunt. I'm planning to do an episode about Mr Perrottet, so stay tuned for that. Look, I'm, I'm doing this little episode, mini episode, because I need to promote the thing. I'll get to that. But really, let's look at Perrottet. Here's just part of how the 7am podcast introduced him this morning. So Dominic Perrottet has been the Deputy Leader of the Liberal Party and the New South Wales Treasurer since 2017, and it's really no secret that he's had ambitions to be the leader for a while. Uh, This is Hannah Ryan from the Australian Associated Press. So Perrottet was born in the Hills District in Sydney, which is an area known as Sydney's Bible Belt. And he has 11 siblings and he was raised in a very Catholic family. His dad works for the World Bank and he's talked about how the kids were encouraged to bring newspaper clippings to the dinner table to debate current affairs from a young age. Then his early career is pretty typical for a modern day Liberal Party politician. He was president of the New South Wales Young Liberals, just like Gladys Berejiklian was. And then he worked as a commercial lawyer for a couple of years. More recently, um, he voted against the decriminalisation of abortion. No surprises there, I suppose, uh, being a Catholic. And it's expected that later this year, when it comes up, he will vote against the legalisation of voluntary euthanasia in New South Wales. So he is a pro-business reformist. He spoke about small business from the very first speech he made in New South Wales Parliament, and he's a supporter of small government as well. So as Treasurer, he's supported the privatisation of public services and he's cut public sector pay. He's also known as a tax reformer, so he's talked big about reforming GST, and he said he wants to phase out stamp duty on property purchases as well in favour of a land tax. So he's widely known as someone who's argued against lockdowns in crisis cabinet And he reportedly privately told New South Wales' Chief Health Officer, Kerry Chant, that she should take a pay cut if she wanted to implement any unnecessary lockdowns. It's really worth listening to the whole episode. It's only, what, 12 or 15 minutes or something. Link on the podcast web page. Now, the reason I I think Dominic Perrottet is a bit of a cunt is something that uh, 7am played, uh, all sorts of people have played, uh, his now infamous Facebook post from 2016 following the election of Donald J. Trump as President of the United States of America. And he, I will read that, uh, that Facebook post in full. Here we go. <clears throat> Some people seem surprised by Donald Trump's success in the US election, but this result is a victory for people who've been taken for granted by the elites in the political establishment for too long. There is a silent majority, a forgotten people who feel like the values they hold dear are no longer being represented by the political class. In fact, these values and the people who hold them are looked upon with contempt. If you stand for free speech, you're not a bigot. If you question man-made climate change, you are not a sceptic. 
If you support stronger borders, you are not a racist. If you want a plebiscite on same-sex marriage, you are not a homophobe. If you love your country, you are not an extremist. These are mainstream values that people should be free to articulate without fear of ridicule or persecution by the left. It's time for a new political conversation that reflects the concerns of everyday people. It's time for a conservative spring. Yeah, classic stuff. And and when you read that, and you look back at his photo and his six children and his constant comments about the importance of family, that fucking face just screams rent boy in airport toilets, doesn't it? Well, that is my expression of the impression I get, uh, given that collection of facts. Anyway, one Interesting thing is that Perrottet went to school at Redfield College in Sydney. Now, I hadn't heard of that, but I've been told very reliably, and it's kind of clear that it is, it's really the Opus Dei school. Now, Opus Dei, formerly known as the Preliture of the Holy Cross and Opus Dei, uh, is... It's a thing within the Catholic Church which teaches that everyone is called to holiness and that ordinary life is a path to sanctity. Now, you'll have to look up the Wikipedia page to expand upon what all that means. But over the years, Opus Dei has been criticised from all sorts of directions. Uh, Some journalists have called it the most controversial force in the Catholic Church. Uh, its founder, Jose Maria Escrivá, as a polarising figure. And the criticism centre around Opus Dei as being secretive, some people call it a secret society, uh, it certainly uh, has controversial and aggressive recruiting methods. It has strict rules governing its members. Uh, it's full of elitism and misogyny. And over the years, it's supported authoritarian or right-wing governments, including uh, the fascist Franco regime uh, in Spain, uh, which governed Spain, in fact, uh, through World War II and up until 1978. Um, and that's Opus Day. Uh, it's rumoured that f- former Prime Minister Tony Abbott uh, is Opus Day, and, and again, that would surprise no one once you look at uh, the kind of beliefs. Now, Redfield College, if you look up its website, link on the web uh, page for this podcast, you'll see that there's, there's not, the word Catholic does not appear anywhere there, and I'm told that's so that the bishops, the Catholic Catholic bishops, can't really criticise them in any way. But apparently, huge, this is a quote from my source, uh, my source, huge swathes of seminarians coming out of Redfield, almost to a person they are reactionary conservatives. So the question becomes, will Dominic Perrottet, as Premier of New South Wales, push his conservative views. Now, friend of the pod, Nikki Williamson, she noticed, uh, noted rather, that Perrottet serves at the pleasure of the moderate faction in the Liberal Party because there actually are more moderates. Gladys Berejiklian was a moderate. They have the numbers. So the question is, will he push a much more conservative agenda or will he be aware of the numbers and 
and and really take what Seven AM podcast called a a more pragmatic agenda. Another thing that might come up uh, is the eye care scandal. Dominic Perrottet is treasurer. There was uh, eye care is a, a workers. Um, compensation scheme, an insurance scheme for workplace injuries and so on. And it has failed. Uh, the Guardian uh, report, which I've linked to, uh, says executive salaries skyrocketed, but injured workers were underpaid by up to $80 million. And the whole scheme at the end of 2020 was on the, the verge of collapse. Uh, investigations uh, by journalists also revealed that a marketing firm, IVE Group, was given millions of dollars in contracts without going to tender. And that group, IVE Group, is run by a former New South Wales Liberal Party president, Jeff Selig. Surprise, surprise. And that company donated almost a hundred grand to the Liberal Party between 2014 and 2019. And these links to the Liberal Party went all the way up to to Perrottet's office. Uh, according to the Sydney Morning Herald, iCare, this insurance scheme, was paying the salaries of two of his ministerial staff, including a senior policy advisor by the name of Ed Yap, who's a former US Republican Party operative. And there were resignations, and this whole thing was then blamed on, oh, like an administrative oversight. Uh, and uh, the chief executive officer of iCare, John Nagel, also resigned after it revealed he'd failed to properly disclose, disclose that he'd awarded a contract to his wife, some $800,000 for staff training. Good heavens. Good heavens. Look, more on, on Dominic Perrottet another time and more on submarines. Yes, submarines, I will do uh, the the semi-promised episode on the submarines. I want to learn about modern submarine warfare. Uh, that's coming up soon. But the, the entire purpose of this little burst uh, is to plug the 9pm Spring Series 2021. Yes, a new possible campaign, the 9pmedic.com slash spring 2021. Go to the website, check that up. You know how the possible campaigns work. I have already locked in guests, including uh, Dr. Space Junk herself, Alice Gorman, finally. Uh, the, the fascinating research project has been announced. It's got to do with the International Space Station. So, Dr. Space Junk. John Birmingham, author, columnist and friend of the pod. He'll be on again. Justin Warren. Uh, who I mean, he's a consultant, but he's also a freedom of information tragic, a hexagon enthusiast, as you might recall from the last episode, uh, and creator, oh, he wants me to mention this, creator of the cyber rating labelling scheme. He, he does all sorts of fun stickers uh, that warn you of the dangers of AI and, and humans for that matter. And also Father Carl Sinclair, who is a Catholic priest. You, He's been on the pod before too. He's now based in Orange. Uh, I'm going to catch the train out to Orange, explore his current town with him, have, a, have, have some beers, talk stuff. More guests will be added and more episodes will be added as we reach targets in that campaign, culminating, I hope, in December, which is not spring, but it's summer, but whatever. We haven't had a Public House Forum episode for ages, and I want to do one now that we're coming out of lockdown. So that's our third target, live streamed from a pub with a live audience. 
they're great fun. So if you want that to happen, please go to the 9 com slash spring2021 and uh, do the needful. Thank you. I'm Stilgarian. Wash your hands. So really, what do you reckon about Dominic Perrottet, eh? Top or bottom? And which would you prefer he was? And two final thoughts. One, deep fakes. And two, rule 34. The 9pm edict is a skank media production. Sorry.